The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Second thing, Obama, uh, I, I keep calling Trump Obama, and that's not by accident, you know, two of my most hated presidents. Sorry, guys. Don't like Trump. Don't like Obama. Um, the second thing Trump did was end one subsidy. He couldn't end the second subsidy because it's in the law. He ended one type of subsidy. This is a subsidy that paid insurance companies so that they would provide. It was kind of a deal cut with the insurance companies. They committed in the law, I think, to provide insurance policies that had low deductibles, that had low copays. And the government committed to in exchange for the insurance companies doing that to giving them compensation for all the money they would have to spend relative to higher deductibles, higher copays. So again, central planning at its best. This is typical Obamacare. Let's, uh, let's assume the market doesn't know what people want. Let's assume people don't know what they want. Let's cram down their throats insurance policies that the market would never provide low deductible low copay insurance policies, which nobody, which don't make any economic sense, make them economically feasible by subsidizing them. Now, there's a quirk in the subsidy. The subsidy is the, the amount of money is not approved by Congress every year. The administration, the executive branch, gets to do that themselves. Now, that could be deemed unconstitutional. The idea being that any allocation of funds has to be done by Congress, and the executive cannot allocate funds. Now, we'll see how this all plays out in the courts, and it's likely to be played out in the courts. But, uh, but at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gray zone. So what Trump has done is saying, we're not going to pay the subsidy. We're just not going to pay the subsidies. You still have to provide those insurance uh, uh, pro, uh, policies that you're required to do under Obamacare, but we're not going to pay you to do it. So it kind of screws the insurance companies. Uh, unjustifiably, I think it's not their fault. It's Obama's kid's fault. But it takes away the subsidy. And now we'll see what happens. Uh, really what will happen is insurance companies are going to have to raise the premiums. Some people won't be able to afford the insurance because the subsidy has gone. And, but, it's, but on that hand, insurance companies won't be able to offer cheap alternatives for the people who don't want to pay the, for, for the low deductibles unless these association things get going and, and become popular. So, you know, it's good that you get one government subsidy eliminated, but it, it, it doesn't solve anything long term. Now, one of the things that's interesting when these things happen is, again, how the left responds to this and, and, and how they deem it, right? So, uh, here's one response by this guy, by uh, the Washington State's insurance commissioner. He says, to me, it is a tax that's being imposed by the president on the people that are most financially challenged. So note that taking away a subsidy from an industry is a tax on the consumers. Wow. Talk about 1984 doublespeak. No, taking away a subsidy is taking away a subsidy. It's government spending less it actually should ultimately reduce taxes because it means the government has less claims against me to pay for those subsidies. 
But that's how they think of it. They think of your money as not yours. They think of your money as theirs. They think of your money as the states, as the governments. And then you're not responsible for it. You can't be responsible for it because you're too stupid. We've already established that, right? So they, the central planners, will, will figure out what to do with your money. And it's not yours anyway. It's societies. It's the governments. And that's how they view taxation. Taxation is not stealing your money. Taxation is not theft. No. Taxation is just redistributing the money that belongs to society to begin with. Again, take away the individual completely out of it. Ignore personal responsibility. Ignore that it's yours. Ignore that you built that. Again, harking back to, uh, to Obama's agenda. All right, so these are the two things Trump did. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about is, is, this is nothing, right? This is just, just tiny little things that are going to have very minute impact on, on our health care, on, on health care policy, on, on everything out there. This association thing, we'll see in the months to come whether it has any impact at all. Um, my fear, and I'll say this, and then we'll talk about the solution. My fear is is that this accelerates the collapse of Obamacare. Now Trump gets blamed for that, not just Obama. And that what they all get together at the end is come up with a big compromise. You'll get the moderates in the Democratic Party and the moderates in the Republican Party and Donald Trump sitting down together and coming up with a new plan called a Trump Care which will be even more like socialized medicine than Obamacare was. That's my fear. And socialized medicine, just to be clear, in my view, and I'm not going to talk about it much now, is a disaster. And I lived under socialized medicine in Israel, Israel that has all those great doctors, Israel that has more doctors per capita than I think any country in the world, and healthcare was not good, is not good, right? So that's not what we want. But I fear, I fear that in spite of what Trump has done, or maybe to some extent because of what Trump has done, because there's no comprehensive reform, because the Republicans are fundamentally moral cowards and are incapable of actually pursuing real systemic reform, real systemic movement towards a free market solution to healthcare, I fear that as a consequence of all that, we will ultimately get a much more socialized healthcare system because what we have today will collapse. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.